everybody, and welcome back to episode 16 of the Chasing Grand Champ podcast. I am uh, especially excited for this episode because it it is a uh, it's going to be a fun one. I just don't really have any other way to say it. Uh, today, I have a, one of the initial guys of the pro scene was a part of it for a really long time. I may be wrong, uh, but it has a little bit of RLCS experience, is now a streamer for FlyQuest, uh, and I'm sure he will be able to tell me a little bit more about that. But I'm excited, so I want to get to it. Pluto, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. Well, thank you for having me, Tom. Oh, I, it's it's my pleasure, I assure you. Um, so as I why don't why don't you remind me uh, because I don't do nearly as good of research as uh, Sean Evans on Hot Ones. I don't know if you're familiar with that <laughs> oh, show. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's it's so good. I'm I'm no Sean Evans. I will say that. Uh, but those would be very big shoes to fill. But anyways, why don't why don't you just for people that may not know who you are, uh, rehash a little bit about you and Rocket League. Uh, from the past four years and, and where you're at right now. Yeah. So I've been in the pro scene since day one. I played the, the prequel um, battle cars for like four years. So um, I was a top player. Like I was, my team was probably top four in NA for probably in the first day of um, the game till about season three of RLCS. And what team was that, that you were on? <clears throat> I've been on a few. I was on, untethered with Lachino and Vefele until RLCS. And then okay. when RLCS became a thing, I was on a team with Quinn Labdell and Moses. And then Moses was um, replaced with Espion. And then Quinn was replaced with Classics. And then um, that team disbanded. And then I joined, I believe, Selfless with Dapper and Timmy and Miho and them. And then I've been on various teams since then i was on splice with carmone for a while i was on a team with uh rapid and rolled is who are both now in the rlcs <laughs> <laughs> and i think that was my last legit team was rapid and rolled is so after that i just kind of like subbed for teams i was a sub for FlyQuest pro team for a season so yeah and you're still <clears throat> uh, a streamer under FlyQuest. yeah once so FlyQuest had their pro team for, I think, two seasons, maybe a season and a half, something like that. Um, but after their team was bought out by Rogue, so the current Rogue team is former FlyQuest, um, yeah. I, I stayed with FlyQuest as a streamer. Mm -hmm. Plus Kronovi, of course. Yeah, plus Kronovi. Yeah. Okay. So still very active with the game. Is is all you do is a streamer? Like that's that's your thing? Pretty much. I've okay. I've had a thousand questions like, are you going to compete again? you going to get back into the RLCS? I'm like, oh, I wish it were that simple, but I'm kind of bad at the game now. <laughs> I, I wish it were that simple too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just going to go and sign up and then I'll be, I'll, I'll be an RLCS player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I th I'm interested, uh, especially because you have the RLCS experience and now you <coughs> say that you're not as good or... I can't remember exactly what your words were. Um, <laughs> Trash. And, <laughs> if if you just want to lay it out that way, I think I think if we had to choose in between one of us on the podcast that's trash, I think I'm a little bit closer to it than you are. Well, I think you're, you're what, top 100, weren't you? <laughs> uh, 
No, never. Oh, okay. No. I'm thinking of a different Tom. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely not me. I I've never even taught uh, touched that or comprehended touching that. Um, so as a former pro, and now you're you're saying you know you're quote unquote trash. I I don't whoa, think whoa, that whoa, I, I wouldn't would... go that far. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said it, not me. I know. I know. So. Do you, I guess first, do you have aspiration to like get to that point again to be competing at that level? Uh, I mean, a, a certain part of me is like, feels like, yeah, that would be cool. I'd love to do it again. But another part of me is like, I know how I deal with pressure. I've been like towards the end of my career, I, I was like be in pressure situations and I would pretty much crumble 99% of the time. Um, and also, I'm gotten to a point where I'm so far behind the pros right now, like, and I don't knowing my own limits and like lack of talent compared to the, the next generation. Like, I know I'll never be able to even get close again, even if I put another thousand hours into the game. So, I'm just kind of see it for how it is. I'm curious by no, you saying you know your own limits. Is that more because? I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I have been doing everything that I can. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say doing everything that I can, but working on getting better. Uh, By knowing your own limits, is it just like how hard you're willing to work or, you know, the time that you're able to put in? Or is it more that you don't feel like you can get any better, like you have hit the limit of your capabilities? Yep, I think I pretty much, I pretty much peaked <laughs> several seasons ago. Even back then, when I was at the top of my game, I wasn't anywhere. I was pretty far from the best players in my region. Like there were players like Kronovi um, uh, and Gambit and all them. Like Lucinio was on my team, and he was much better than I was. Like I was considerably worse than him at the time. So yeah, <laughs> even okay, though, and like back in 2015, 2016. Yeah. So in those first three seasons of RLCS, uh, did you? How, how do you feel that you kept up then? Did you feel like you were always like steps behind then, or or what would you say your status was like at that point? I, I was pretty. I was fairly confident the first two seasons, and the third season is when I started to fall off. Like I was. Um, I was a starter for Selfless, but that was back when you had to qualify every season. Um, and so I was a starter for Selfless, and then we went to the qualifiers, and I got benched so Timmy could play. And so then I was a sub for the rest of the season. So that was about when I started to realize, like, yeah, I'm falling off a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what do you what do you think it is that people that were on the come up, you know, that you, you had the advantage of being the battle car player, right? Mm-hmm. So you came from SARP, so you were way ahead of everybody. You were certainly a part of that crew. But as people were starting to catch up and move past you, like what were the things that you saw from them that you weren't seeing from yourself? Um, they were con- a little bit faster. They were more consistent. Um, I, w- I was making more mistakes that they otherwise wouldn't really make as much and uh the rotation is a little better like just all the little things that kind of add up so now as a streamer somebody that just plays 
more on the content side of things. Like, do you, do you ever find yourself practicing or working on things or trying to get better? Is it mostly just, uh, you know, I, I play the game at the level that I play the game and, and I'm satisfied with that. I've kind of lost the drive to really get good at the game again. Like I'm already, I'm, I'm grand champ. I'm, my MMR is around like 16, 1700. So it's not bad, but um, I never really find myself actively trying to improve anymore. Just kind of, I only really play when I stream nowadays. Like I'll turn the stream on, play some twos and threes for a few hours, switch to another game, kind of rinse and repeat. I don't really, sometimes I'll like go into training packs or I'll do a workshop just for fun, but generally not with the idea to improve. Yeah. So then if you woke up one day and you were like, okay, I'm just, you know, maybe not necessarily getting back to the point that you're going to be a professional player, but you want to see what you can do to improve something like what, how would, how do you think that you would go about that as somebody, as somebody that feels like they, because it's, it's funny that we're having this conversation because there's a part of me right now that feels like I, no matter what I try, I can't get past this plateau that I've, that I'm at right now. Like I'll go up and then I'll come back. Like it's just this back and forth and I I can't quite figure out anything that will move me past it. So Mm -hmm. like just off the cuff, like if, if you actually wanted to go for it, how would you go about doing that? Do you think? It's funny you say that. Um, there is actually, there's an organization, um, that wanted me to get back into the pro scene. They wanted to build a team um, of just separate players. And so there was like a span of like, I don't know, like three weeks where I did exactly that. I like did everything I could to improve. And that was mostly consisted of six men's, um, more free play. I would do training packs, some some 1v1s. I thought about um, grabbing someone to like Verge or really any um, pro coach to just give me a lesson or two just to put in things into perspective. But um, that didn't work out, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, six it, fans is like like pretty much everyone's go-to because it's like nonstop competitive games. And then you got to figure out what, what you lack in. Like, I'm not really a good dribbler. Um, my aerials sometimes are a little slow, so you just got to you gotta watch your own your own tapes, figure out what you're doing wrong, and find a way to work on it. So when you talk about your, your dribbling or your aerial, like I, I'm so fascinated about the speed of things. Like I, I've been looking at speed a lot recently because, uh, have you, I've put my stuff, my replays into calculated GG. Have you Mm -hmm. ever checked out that website? No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Uh, well they have this, they have this section on there that you can, uh, put in your replays and it will calculate like your average speed throughout the game. And then it'll tell you like how long you've been going at like a slow speed, which they calculate as half of the speed of just like normal acceleration. So mm-hmm. if you're holding down R2, it's half of that or below. And then they show you how long you've been at like a boost speed, which is either from a flip or a boost and then supersonic. Uh, and then they take all of your speeds throughout the entire game 
um, and give you an average. So my average right now is right around a little over 14,000 and pros are right around 16,000. So that's like a 15% increase from like where I'm at right now. Uh, and so I've been over the past few days just trying to figure out how I can increase that speed. I'd be curious to know like where you're at on that as well. Um, how often do you find pros in your games? Like how often, I mean, do you, do you still play against them pretty consistently? Uh, it's pretty much every time I stream, at least once or twice. It depends. Yeah. I'm like nowadays, like my threes MMR is like 1600. So in threes, I never really see them, but in twos, I'm like around 1750. So a lot of the pros are around between 1800 and 2100. So if I get into a lobby and, and sometimes I'll get put in with games like that. I'll randomly be in a 2K lobby. I'm like, well, this kind of sucks because <laughs> I'm not I'm not that fast anymore. I'm not that mechanically sound as them. So it is really it's really tough. <laughs> Let's talk about this three week process a little bit more. I wanna I wanna go back to that and and hear a little bit more about that. Um, so okay. were you playing with the same people? Like, did you already have other people in mind? For no. that, when you were trying, so okay, um, so then when you were, was it was it an offer of like, and I, I, you know, if you can't say something specific, that's fine. But is it like we want to pick you up if you can get to a certain point, or we ha- we want to see like X Y Z from you, or we just want you to come back into it? Do you think you're capable of it? And then you're like, well, let me see if I can handle it. Uh, from what I can understand, understand it was more so we want to see you try we'll pay you we want to see how far you can get how how good you can get um and it was it was a good offer it was like i was it was like quit your job offer um but obviously it didn't didn't work out it would have been nice but um i don't know it, it was interesting it it didn't work out because you couldn't get to what they were looking for like what were the and again if it's not necessarily something that you can say uh was it like you didn't feel like you were up to it or they you didn't match what they wanted from you uh so during that three weeks i it became painfully clear that it probably wouldn't have gotten to a point where they'd be pleased anyways so i'm glad they they scratched it and went a different approach um and they're seeing some success so <laughs> i'm glad they okay. didn't they didn't go the route they were telling me about which is just grab me and two other i don't know bubble players that may not have worked out i don't know mm-hmm. i'm i'm going to try and think about myself going to your level as if you would think about yourself trying to go to a pro level because i i am i feel like just quite honestly i'm a little bit stuck what rank are you um i am right now so a couple weeks ago i touched champ three (laughs) uh for like two days and i'm currently right in the middle of champ one Mm, okay um and i i'm I'm going back and forth in this in my mind as I'm trying to formulate sentences for you. And obviously that might not work in terms of being coherent. Uh, 
but I've and I talked to my wife the other day about this as well, uh, because I, I'm fascinated by this whole idea of skill and things that are skill based. Because early on, when you start something, it's the most engaging and interesting because you literally know nothing. So like everything you do is new. Everything you do is fresh. And the ability to increase your skill, it happens a lot faster. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit more enjoyable. It's more fun because everything is new, right? Yeah. And then you get to a middle phase where there's still a lot of new, but you understand the different parts of a game or whatever skill you're learning. So you can, there are lots of things that can be worked on and improved and things of that nature. Uh, but there's still like a reasonable amount of improvement happening on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm quite there because I clearly make mistakes on a very consistent basis. Um, but, you know, you get to a place where you're at and the pros are at where you're at this, you know, already professional, extremely high level area where improvements, I would assume, can still be made. However, you know, it might it might take you five or six days or a couple of weeks to see some kind of improvement on what you're working on. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? A little bit. <laughs> so I I feel like I've gotten to a point where um, my improvement is very f- few and far between. Or like it, it just takes a lot more time. It becomes much more intricate to improve on something than it would have, you know, when I was platinum or diamond or like lower diamond to get from champ one to champ two to champ three and grand champ. I, I, and, and maybe I'm just missing something. So maybe I guess the question there for you is like, what's, what's the, what's the difference? Like, what are the things that like are intricate and can be changed to go from that champ one champ two level, you know, from 1200 to 1300 into the 1400s and 1500s? Hmm. <laughs> That's a great, tough question. Um, really, I mean, there's some players, like I know some people that have been stuck in Diamond for a thousand hours. Like some people just flat out never get to that. And that's probably because they just stop trying. They get, they plateau and they just, they don't want to put in the time. And, and I think half the battle is just seeing it from a different perspective. Like whether that be like grabbing a third party like a coach or someone at your rank or higher that they can just provide a fresh set of eyes or going over your own replays which is really hard i hate i hate it with a passion looking at my own gameplay (laughs) but that really does it really does work just like analyzing your own gameplay or having someone else do it and point out your mistakes and tendencies that are wrong um and after actively like writing it down or working on it or just going through and like different things that you suck at and trying to practice at getting better at them, like just training packs. Like I talked to um, memory on ghost. This was um, probably last year, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, something like that. Um, I played in a, 
a land in North Carolina, I think. It was on the East Coast. Um, me, Memory, and Rograg. Rograg plays with like Savvy Seal and Bork, I think, right now. Um, and we played in, there and won that tournament. And he told, I think he told me or one of the guys close by that he just, he sucked at shooting so badly in his own, in his own um, eyes, I guess. Um, and he just spent a ridiculous amount of time um, in like shooting packs, like just practicing his accuracy, like just going through different shot packs and all that stuff. And it eventually like improved his shooting, he said. So I don't know if that'll work for everyone, but <clears throat> I get it does help a little bit. And now with programs like um, BoxMod, which kind of like mix up those shot packs a little better. Mm hmm. Like that, like it's not just one static shot that goes in the same, the same angle every single time. It kind of mixes it up a little bit. Um, stuff like that really does help. That's making me think about that a little bit differently. Because right, so I, I said something about speed just a little bit ago. Speed is and, the hardest part. <laughs> speed yeah. is speed is literally just speeding up everything, everything about your gameplay, just speeding it up. And so if you suck in one part of it it's all going to fall apart. It's really difficult to just play faster. And I think that is the most intriguing part of it. Okay. So the cool, the cool thing about calculated GG uh, for me is that it, it just, there are all kinds of people that upload replays, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, even when you're not uploading your replays, if you play somebody that does upload them, oh. then uh, you can see them. So, like, I have you here. I was able to find you, and it has all kinds of replays on here. So, Dang. I'm actually going to take your ID, and I'm going to compare you to me, just so we can... Uh, take a look at these because uh, you do things better than me. Um, okay, so I'm, if you don't know and you're a listener of this show, which uh, if you're listening, you're obviously a listener. Uh, and if this is the first episode you've listened to, listen to the rest of them. Uh, unshameless plug. Uh, but you can go to calculated.gg and then they have in their menu a compare feature where you can pick yourself or anybody, anyone with a Steam ID and you can put them in here. So like we could put Squishy in here. We could put like anybody uh, that has any replays on calculated GG and it will show you, it will compare uh, your stats right next to each other. So your average speed. Oh, I was looking at myself. Uh, and I thought it was you, and I was like, "Wow, you're really slow." But that's me. That's that's why you're slow because I'm slow. Um, so let me find it again. Your average speed is uh, fifteen thousand three hundred thirty-six. Hmm, okay. uh, and for comparison, a pro. Well, I'll just throw Squishy in here for fun. And this is also really good because you can download the replays and then watch them, and then like like you can in the browser. Well, you can watch them in the browser. They do have a browser viewer, but you can actually, because somebody uploaded the replay, right? So mm -hmm. you can then download it from their website, throw it into Rocket League, and actually like watch uh, it okay. in the game. Okay, so Squishy's not as fast as I thought he was. Um, let me see. 
if I can, well, I'm just going to work with these right now. Okay. So speed. So I'm 13,699. You're 15,336 and squishy is 15,831. So still like 500, and this is a per second. It's unreal units per second is the average. Uh, so that's still an increase of 500, which is, I would say, considerable. Um, and then these are the things that I find interesting. So time at slow speed, yours is 26.35, and that's the half of... Um, half of like full acceleration. Mm -hmm. Squishies is 25.57. So you're really close there. Mine is 39.05. So a considerable amount higher. Hmm. Okay. And then time at supersonic, yours is 42.68. And that's, these are in seconds. So uh, seconds within the game. Okay. So yours is 42.68. His is 56.96. Mm. Uh, and mine's only 24.09. And this is, of course, like over all of the replays that I've put into the system. Uh, so obviously mm -hmm. over the past few days, I've been trying to play faster mm -hmm. and I've actually seen my average speed because uh, uh, when you go into somebody's profile, they will average out certain things and compare you to like the average of all the replays on the system. Um. But my average has been going up over the past few days just because I have been playing faster. Um, anyways, time at boost speed for you is 173.09. Squishies is 185.15. And my time at boost speed is 138.06. So obviously, I am a considerable amount slower than, than you guys. Um, and you can even see that in the averages. Uh, but you yourself, as compared to Squishy, based on replays put into the system, I mean, I've been trying really hard to go faster. And I would say that even some games, like, you know, I'll look at one replay and it will be 14,000, like 14,100. And then I will put it, play another game and I'll think it will be a little bit faster or I'll be really focusing on trying to go faster and it'll only be 14,200 or it might be even a little bit slower, my average. So I'm trying really hard to play faster. And even when I'm like trying and watching replays of pros that are playing fast and trying to do that, uh, I'm not quite able to unlock it. So I think this I think this whole speed thing is is very interesting. And I wonder what do you think about this? Do you think that could just be the like the speed of the game? If you were to play like champ ones, do you feel like your game like you would slow down your speed at all or do you feel like you would be the same and just be able to like run circles around people? What do you, what do you think? Or have you ever had that experience recently? I think the worst, the worst the lobby is the slower I would play. It wouldn't be like insanely slower, but it would definitely, I would have more time 
to like take a shot or go for an aerial or like i feel like i wouldn't be pressured to like just go as quickly as possible to to beat someone to the ball if i'm playing a bunch of champ ones i know i'm probably gonna have a little bit more time so i probably would slow down a little bit let me ask you this question because i have been trying to get faster and so i've been playing a little bit faster and i would i would say that you know part of it is um my positioning you know my positioning is off because i'm trying to move faster and get around the field faster so i'm misplacing myself sometimes like i'll own that uh and of course there's a part of it as well that my mechanics can't necessarily keep up with the speed that i'm going um so in terms of like playing faster would you think it would be more advisable to just continue to play fast and let everything catch up or would you work on like a specific mechanic and get a little bit more comfortable with it and then try and play faster? Mm, I don't really have an answer for that. I'm not really sure. Um, I do, I do know that like if you have an op- the opportunity to play with players better than you, or you get thrown into a lobby that everyone's like a hundred or 200 points above you, like save that replay. <laughs> yes. Look it over at least a little bit. Like you're going to, you're going to see yourself stumbling over your own, your own feet a lot more often than if everyone's at this, your rank. Yeah. So I have been watching a few pro replays and one thing I noticed from a gimmick replay is <laughs> that, I mean, besides, you know, how bonkers he is, mm-hmm. uh, that he takes a lot fewer challenges than even I feel like in one of my games. Like he he will move forward and then uh, turn around a lot more to like reposition himself on the defensive side to then move forward than I would say people at my level do. Like I, th- I think that people in champ one, champ two, myself included, and then down – uh, put themselves in a lot of bad challenges that take them out of the play. Yep, definitely. Uh, one other thing that I notice here on this is that my boost usage, it has that in the game as well. Um, mine is just under 1,600, whereas yours is uh, 2,150, and then <sighs> Squishy is 2,500. Oh so God. that's a big difference too. Yep. Would you say that you flip around a lot? Like, do you spend yes. a lot of time flipping? Oh, yeah. Okay. I and flip what too is, much. You would say you flip too much? Yeah. Okay. Well, what is the purpose of the flipping as opposed to using boost or driving around? Well, like, let's say I have some boost. Like, I'm maybe I'm coming from my goal and the play is happening on their end. Like, I don't have to be there as soon as I can, but I don't want to use up all my boost to get there. Like I'm just going to maybe flip two or three times and I'm over there. Like just that kind of thing. Like, or if I have no boost, like my only option is flipping, but I, yeah, I'm always flipping and I feel like I flip too much. I could be wrong, but I feel like I flip too much. What would you, what leads you to believe that you flip too much? Mm, I don't know. It's just a, a hunch, I think. I don't really have a good just, reason. Just a hunch? Okay, <laughs> yeah. that, that's fair. Um, well, and honestly, like looking at these numbers, 
if you say that you flip too much, like part of part of like a little shift that could be made is like getting into supersonic to make those moves uh, so that you are moving that much a little bit faster as opposed to uh, just flipping over and over again um, to get where you need to go. I mean, I'm just trying to look at these numbers and obviously I haven't watched you play. Also the fact that I'm 400 points below you. So what do I know? Um, that was just a thought. I don't know. Um, one of the big things that I'm actually do and enjoy working on is like just being able to like maneuver around the pitch as efficiently as possible. Like mm-hmm. let's say I aerial towards a ball, it's a hundred thousand feet in the air and I slam against the wall, the back, the backboard of the, my opponent's wall, like being able to get back onto the ground, going at a decent speed as quickly and efficiently as possible is something that I, I actually like improving on. Just like being able to be constantly moving, not just like land on the wall be standing there for two seconds, jump off the wall, like just slowly get back up to speed. Like that's, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah like stronger recoveries yes recoveries from any angle like whether you're challenging in in their corner like on the wall like being able to just like twist your car in a way that you're always landing on your feet at it and not like stopping completely or whatever Mm -hmm. that's definitely something that i have been thinking about and working on as well a little bit and just being able to get into the play faster Mm mm-hmm back to the play faster is is certainly helpful and in terms of you know increasing your overall speed uh like again just like you said recovering on the wall with your car facing down as opposed to just landing on the wall sideways or with you like not even landing and just crashing into it all Mm. of those little things help you recuperate and get back into the play sooner yeah, if you look closely, most most pros are extremely good at recovering at pretty much any situation. <laughs> yeah, the recovery, and then you know if they do land on the wall, when they jump down to the ground, it's an immediate wave dash, and mm-hmm. they're almost in supersonic without even using boost. Yeah, exactly. So, and another thing that I'm noticing here on the website, uh, which I think is interesting. Um, in terms of like how you, oh, well, and this is me and, and most of the grand champs that I've looked at, uh, will have in terms of tendencies, they have this one graph, uh, that is called tendencies and it will show like where you spend most of your time. And like mine is drastically in the defensive half of the field. And I would say that's mostly because I try and do my best to cover for my teammates' mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever I see a professional player or even you're there a little bit, uh, you know, it, it tends more to be like you're ahead of the ball or you're in the attacking half or the attacking third. Would you Would you say that you have more of an aggressive play style or like how, how do you play these days? Hmm. That depends. I guess it depends on what kind of lobby I'm in and if it's twos or threes, like I, yeah. majority, majority of the time I played mostly twos nowadays because threes just aren't really as, as fun for me as they used to be. 
but if I'm like playing at a decently high level, I'm I'd say I'm more defensive. Do you spend time or do you like in games do you try and take possession of the ball a lot because I feel I feel like again the biggest difference in between the levels I would be interested to know your opinion on this is the speed at which you can play the game like I can play the game effectively at a 14,000 speed or you know 13,500 to 14,000 and that's why I'm at where I'm at because I can't speed up and play more effectively to beat my opponents um and I can't really remember oh so would you say that you are more of a possession type player or like do you hit the ball and chase after it like my friends that are a GC champ three level like a couple of them do what they can to keep the possession of the ball and like move it down the field and beat opponents and then others of them like smack the ball and then chase after it but Mm. both are effective at that level because they can just play faster Mm mm-hmm um i'm so i I made a comment that i'm not too great at dribbling um and to make up for that i probably rely a little bit too much on 50 50s okay like i'll mess up like carrying the ball or something so i have to drop it and then force a 15 like Mm. on maybe in the middle of the field or something like uh but generally i try to keep it keep possession whether that be like trying to flick them or 50 it to a teammate or just trying to keep it in our, my teammates' hands, which is not always easy. <laughs> what would you say is some of the weaknesses that you see of your teammates at at your level? Like, if they were to improve on something, what would you say are the things that you see out of other people? Mm, I've been getting kind of frustrated lately and ranked about just people keep not keeping possession like they'll like they'll have time they'll have space and they'll just smack the ball off their the opponent's backboard and there'll be someone on the wall so they'll catch it and have possession like keeping possession of the ball and forcing the opponents to make moves not just hand them the ball like happens way too often in the highest strength in the game for some reason i don't know why <laughs> but it's one of the most frustrating things for me. And I'm not always good at it either. Like My ball control isn't what it used to be. So I end up giving the ball away a fair amount too. That's something I would also would actually like to work on. One of the few things. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts would be on this. Because like something that I see when I watch professional Rocket League. Uh, and of course, it's just like it's a whole different world in terms of play and like how quickly they have to react and what they're doing, they hit the ball back and forth a lot until somebody is able to find a little bit of an opening to take a possession where whether that is just like a quick dribble with a flick or even an air dribble, but there is a lot of back and forth. Do you feel like because there are so many people, especially like in the champ level, that watch professional rocket league that they feel it's almost necessary to have to do that, uh, get more bigger clears and then go after it, even though they might have time because that's what they see in the pro scene or people just like smacking the ball. 
uh, that's the hard part is knowing when when is a good time to punt the ball into their half and when is a good time to control it like if your team's been if you've been on defense for like 30 seconds and you're all hurting like a good clear it will is definitely the right move but if you're just kind of like going back and forth and you both both teams have boosts like if you can find a way to just not punt the ball into their half maybe like punt it to the right like if you got a teammate on your right like on the wall maybe some players like to just like sit on the wall for a pass like just punt it to the right instead of forward like he can he can catch it or he can hit it off the ceiling or he can hit it off their backboard or he can hit it back to you or he can like catch it and dribble it like there's some it brings up so many more options just knowing when to pass the ball and when to punt it (laughs) or catch it this is obviously a horrible question to answer in terms of a podcast but like how do you make that decision Mm, a lot of a lot of a lot of um practice that's for sure and being consciously aware of it if you just play the game turn your brain off and play the game you're not going to get better at that you gotta you just gotta be you gotta be conscious of it so you're telling me that you need to be aware of your teammates when you play rocket league yes Knowing where they are is a huge help, and your opponents, obviously, because if you, yeah. if like you can know where your teammates are and, and like you can pass to them, but if your opponent sees it coming a mile away, like that happened to me yesterday. Like I had a guy who took forever to pass the ball, and he eventually did, and by then, like their 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 um player was like already in line in between us, and he mm. scored off of it. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> just. <laughs> Don't pass it if you're going to take 20 seconds. I'm like, come on. <laughs> do you do you ever play with other people or are you mostly just solo queue these days? The last year or so, I've been like 90% solo queue, but I'm, I'm really going to make it like a New Year's resolution to queue with people more often. Um, yeah, so it really... And it's partially just because I'm lazy and I don't want to just keep keep finding people to play with or I don't see anybody that I want to play with online and I don't want to like bug anyone to get on to play with me and blah, blah, blah. So I mostly just turn the stream on in solo queue for as long as I can until I get sick of it. So before before we close down the episode, I want to talk about something else that you do on a very consistent basis and are very proficient in it, mm-hmm. um, bowling, which uh. is another like... <laughs> skill-based yeah. sport athlete i mean obviously it's not rocket league and it's still in the same category i would say mm-hmm. so like would you say that you're in the same place with bowling as you are in rocket league or is it something that you actively try to get better in and like how would you how would you compare the two or like the process that you've been in between the two rocket league and bowling i think i'm actually i think you're exactly right i'm pretty much close to the same place in rocket league as i am in bowling like in bowling i'm in a league with people that there are there's maybe like there's no pros in my league but there are some bowlers that like go to bigger tournaments in my league that compete against some pros um and it's the same in rocket league i'm not i'm like i play with pros sometimes and i usually don't do good against them and bowling i bowl against really good bowlers that sometimes and sometimes i well, like, like let's take for example. There's um, 
a guy in my league named Anthony. He's probably my age, I think, but he's a lot better than I am. He's probably averages probably averages like 20 or 30 pins higher than me uh, per week. Um, but there are weeks where I will bowl as good as him, but not nearly as consistently. And so, yeah. <laughs> what... I, this is not a bowling podcast. And what does <laughs> what would one do? Like, what is your average right now? It's right at two hundred. I just hit two hundred for the first time. As an average, okay. Yeah, it's like well, I'm thinking like 10, 10, 12 weeks into the season, so it's a decent average for the time. Okay. Well, congratulations on getting to that. That's that's cool. Thank you. Um. So, what would one have to do to increase their average by like? 20 pins so what what would i mean obviously hit more pins down but like what what do you see in your game in terms of bowling that would get you to a place where you could do that it'd mostly just be more practice like even like my the hardest pin that i have trouble with is the seven pin which i'm left-handed so most most people are right-handed they'll bowl um, they'll have trouble with the 10 pin which is on the right side the one the corner pin on the 10 the 10 pin um but the seven pin for me is I miss that probably half the time. If I'm actually focused on picking that up and working on it to where I would pick it up maybe 75, 80% of the time instead of 50 or 60, my, my average would definitely go up at least five or 10 pins right there. Oh, I see. So like if it's if it's down to just the seven pin, that is kind of a weakness for you. Oh, yeah. And also some mechanical stuff like my my release always isn't always consistent so i don't hit my mark as nearly often as i want to either mm. okay so almost the same thing as rocket league just yep. different mechanics pretty much huh <laughs> it's kind of frustrating <laughs> <laughs> i i i can i can totally agree with you on the frustrating part. If I'm being completely like transparent, Rocket League has been somewhat frustrating for me uh, over the past couple of weeks, mostly because I have not been seeing any improvement. How or often, like how often do you play? Every day. How many hours a day, roughly? Uh, it varies. Um, I would say like. And I've been thinking about, you know, doing other kinds of content. I edit this podcast. I uh, record this podcast. Um, but like on an average weekday, I would say I'm playing like two to three hours. Uh, how many hours do you have total? Total? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, probably around 6,300. Yeah. Uh, so I am at. 2,800. Wow. I'm starting to get up there. Dang. And then you of course have four years of SARP experience behind you as well. So there are a few hours there yeah, uh, that you spent. Two or 3,000 I'd yeah. have to guess. So I'm putting in the time and, you know, after our conversation of talking about just putting in time on different things, uh, I, I split my time up in between multiple things. Like I'll work on uh, air dribbles and I'll work on just normal dribbles and I'll work on taking shots and I'll work on this and I'll work on that. And then, you know, I just had this big revelation just about speed. Um, 
And so I will just like play game after game after game and try and get faster. Uh, so I'm, I'm almost sitting here thinking, you know, if I were to just spend a month trying to get faster at the game, what would I look like at the end of a month, just trying to play really fast and really focusing on upping my speed Mm -hmm. thoughts? Like if you were to spend a month just knocking down the seven pin over and over and over again, like where would you be after that month? You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. You'd probably might see some improvement. I don't know. Depending on if it's like mindless focus or yeah. or mindless like, oh, I'm going to go fast and then you just play the game and you quote unquote think you're going faster or like intentional effort yeah yeah if you just do like turn your brain off and and do it like you won't see as much improvement as say like you go shoot at the seven pin for a month and like you're actually paying attention to your body like you're trying to be consistent with your approach trying to be consistent and hitting the same spot trying to be consistent to where you're not like like uh, wandering left or right you're just going in a straight line like all those things like looking at the same spot so you're your eyes aren't wandering either like just yeah like you said conscious being able to not just do mindless practice Mm -hmm. Hmm. and mindless practice isn't always bad but it's not it's not as effective usually depending on what you're practicing yeah for sure well you certainly have my interest peaked in terms of like thinking about things a little different because just the just the idea that yeah like i've been practicing um but certainly once you get to a point where things become much more intricate and there's very minute changes that have to be made or can be made in terms of the game to make those improvements like i almost want to stop thinking like i don't care if i'm missing shots i don't care if you know, I, I make mistakes, but for the next two weeks, all I'm going to think about is how I get my speed up from 1400 or 14,000 to 15,000 and then fill in the cracks after that. Like that, that's certainly not how I've been thinking about the game, uh, but how I could be thinking about the game. Yep. The hard part is upping that speed and and your like your panic mechanics obviously will deteriorate a little bit, but upping that speed without wasting boost. Wasting boost is like the hardest thing to like stop doing. Like being able to like let's take for example um, your third men back in a three v three. Like I have a very bad habit. It's been since the beginning of the game um, going all the way back and grabbing a big boost instead of grabbing three or four pads, which is usually sufficient. Um, like being able to grab boost efficiently as well. Like that's another big thing with playing faster because the faster you play, the more boost you use. Like it becomes a lot harder for your teammates because they'll be probably get less boost if you waste more. So it's just kind of... Ugh. Right. Well, and that's that's the other thing, like looking at boost usage, which is not something that I had in the equation beforehand. Like my average boost usage, and let's... Uh, boost usage saying that over and over again it starts to sound funny so i'm gonna i've been playing games all day today 
which has been quite an adventure. Let's just take a look at my last game real quick. Boost usage was 1800, 1860. So like there was a guy, there was a guy that we were playing against in that same game. He used 3000 <laughs> and th- there was another guy on my team that used 3,400. Dang. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, so then looking at their speed, their speed was a pro level speed, like 16,000, which hmm. is crazy. Time at supersonic was 73 for one guy and 61 for the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's the thing that interests me because when I, uh, any, I don't want to, do I want to go on this tangent? Uh, so I was I was trying to look at lower ranked players on calculated because you know one of the most fun comments that people like to meme on social media is like this game looks like one of my games or I'm I'm diamond one and this looks as fast as my games like what's the difference what like I could play this and so I looked at. Um, some diamond two diamond three games as compared to like mine and the speed is very similar. Mm-hmm. Like they're playing at the same speed. Uh, so I'm still trying to see if I can hammer out in terms of the numbers that I have on here, like what the differences are that would lead to. And of course there are intricacies in a game like this that numbers can't necessarily show. Um, but I'm curious if I can find that to find a difference in between the ranks to kind of quantify it a little bit. Uh, anyways, so I could certainly spend more time uh, or I could pick up more boost and and use it more because my boost usage is much lower than yours. So uh, being a little bit more efficient at picking up boost and using it to get around the field um, would be would be another way that I could increase my speed as well mm-hmm. and flipping more. Yes, flip, I, I gotta, flip, 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 and I have been flipping more over <laughs> uh, the past few games just to try and like get around a little bit faster, uh, and it has gotten me in trouble a few times. Uh, because I will f- be flipping somewhere and I will flip as the play is headed the other direction. <laughs> and so I lose control of my car during said flip. And then all of a sudden I'm I'm chasing after the play as opposed to catching up to the play. So it's things like that that, you know, I have to get used to and, and continue to figure out. Stupid game. Always, always something to be working on. Dumb game. Don't play Rocket League. Yeah. Go bowling instead. The moral of this story, this podcast, is just learn how to bowl. Yeah. Much this easier. is this podcast after today is going to be known as Chasing Three Hundred. <laughs> that would actually be a really good name for a bowling podcast. I'll get started on that. <laughs> yeah. I can I can definitely tell by the tone of your voice that you're super pumped about it. You can be my co-host. <laughs> I'm happy to with my I don't even know if if I played 5 games if I would have an average of 100. The entire podcast will just be week to week showing 
Tom's progression. Like, oh, he averaged 40 today. Last week, he was averaging 38. Uh, averaged 40. We're getting closer I'm, to our goal I'm of 300. better than that. <laughs> I can hit four pins per frame. Come on. Uh, hey, I, went, oh. <laughs> I went bowling a few weeks ago with my girlfriend and her family. And the, I... I didn't use a ball. I didn't use one of my bowling balls that are like custom fit to my hand. And I still bowled like one nineties. And so the second game I bowled with my right hand and I, I bowled a 45 and they loved it. it. They loved it. Oh, I've only bowled with my right hand. That was probably the second time ever. And it was that big of a difference, huh? Oh yeah. It's really, really difficult. And because mostly just because of footwork, like I've been, I've been, walking so a certain ingrained. way for years and all of a sudden yeah. it's backwards <laughs> yeah how long have you been bowling uh, as long as i can remember probably elementary school okay so it's been like a long time mm, yeah. did your did your schools have a bowling team or was it just something that you did i was, I was homeschooled oh okay I would I bowled in youth leagues that weren't associated with the school, but they wouldn't they wouldn't let me bowl like on school teams like the high school team they right they tried to find loopholes because they wanted me on the team <laughs> yeah because it's that yeah. big of an it's a big advantage to be left handed in bowling because nobody else is really left handed so the the oil doesn't really break down like you don't really have to make adjustments as often. Oh, that's so interesting. I was about to say like, how do you have an advantage as a bowler that's left handed like? You're doing it basically on your own. Yep, you're bowling but by that yourself. That makes sense. <laughs> you can be on a, a lane with, like, competing with eight people, four play four bowlers to a team, and and there might be one other lefty at most. But otherwise, there'll be seven right-handers, all on the like within a few boards of each other, probably, like five to ten boards of each other. Like they, like push oil down. They'll push it to the side. They'll the ball will soak it up. But on my side, I'm just bowling against myself. <laughs> huh. And that makes the lane more consistent. Yep. I can, I can probably, I'm not consistent enough to where I don't really hit my mark very often, but there's like house patterns are pretty, they're pretty, um, they, they give a lot, like there's less oil on the, on the outside and more oil on the the inside. So if you miss towards the middle, it hooks less. If you miss towards the outside, it hooks more. It's just a lot. It's very forgiving. So I can like just kind of throw it in a general direction. (laughs) Huh. But that's like an easy pattern. Like pros, like they bowl on like more flatter patterns that don't do that. I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> Very cool. Well, that's that's super interesting. Um, and I could I could probably go on another hour just talking about bowling. But uh, to do that, you will have to uh, hop on Apple iTunes podcast and subscribe to my newest podcast, Chasing Three Hundred, uh, where <laughs> we will be talking about me. Uh, raising my average from 40 to hopefully uh, somewhere around the 55 uh, to 60 level within the next year or so. Um, But that being said, uh, this is still the Chasing Grand Champ podcast, and we have come to the end of that podcast. And part of that um, is a few last things. So uh, Pluto, I always offer an opportunity to my guests to, uh, first of all, uh, if you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with everybody out there, uh, this would be this would be your opportunity. Mm, not really. Nope. No final thoughts. Very good. That was easy. Um, yep. <laughs> and then uh, if you would like to, uh, I, I let my audience 
or I let my guests ask a question of my audience just to get them thinking, or if you have any curiosities about the Rocket League community or the folks that listen to the show, uh, I'd be happy to let you share that uh, or ask that now. Hmm. I think my question would probably be, who do, who do you think, like, out of your favorite professional Rocket League players, who do you think would make the best commentator? Like, we've seen Turtle. Espeon's done stuff before him. Quinn Lobdell, he went from player to caster, but like out of the current players in the Premier League, who do you think would like be the best caster? That's a great question. Be sure to answer that on the internet, uh, and you can get that uh, to us on Twitter. Uh, I am, as always, I want to just Tom. Uh, Pluto, if people want to check out what you have going on, where can people find you out on the internet? Uh, pretty much Pluto Pluto RL on Twitter, Twitch. Um, I don't really have a YouTube, so I am doing a giveaway um, for FlyQuest merchandise probably around Christmas, so check out my Twitter for that. Nice. Yes, follow follow him for that uh, giveaway and then answer that question. Gosh, that's a really good question. Who's Who, who would yours be? Oh, my. I didn't give it that much thought. <laughs> probably, hmm. I'd have to think about that. It'd probably be the most one I would most want to see, not necessarily the best. It'd probably be either um, Greasy Meister or Garrett. Uh, Garrett was one of mine too. Uh, did you watch um, the Beyond the Summit event? A little bit. Not. I didn't watch much of it. I I loved it when a lot was on the couch. Oh yes, you're right. Oh, a lot gosh. was great. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoyed that. Um, if only because, like, I know that they pride themselves on the casual atmosphere, but just having the conversation and more just like casually talking about the game as it was going yep. was much more engaging to me than. Uh, like the shout casting and things of that nature. Yep, it's definitely. Uh, I was really happy when they announced they were doing that. I hope they do it again. Yes, I I do as well. It was it was a it was a really fun event, and the uh, the mafia that happened was just hilarious. <laughs> yes. They did a good job with all of it, all the extra for stuff. Su- for sure. All right. Uh, so yes, go out there. Follow Pluto, check out all of his internet things. Um, And just before we get going, Pluto, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I hope you found it enjoyable. Uh, I did. It was was good to get some perspective and and talk about things a a little bit differently. Um, And uh, for the question or any other things, if you have any questions for future guests, or would like to answer any of the questions that you've heard on previous podcasts, you can do that again, you know, on Twitter, uh, or you can download the Anchor app and uh, send me a voice message on there. Just search the Chasing Grand Champ podcast and you can you can drop us a message there that could maybe even make it on to a future episode. You never know. Uh, so Pluto, thanks again so much for having me. Having me, having <laughs> having me host you on this podcast, it was truly a pleasure. Uh, thanks again. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, that's all we have. It was nice having you as my guest, Tom.
Can't wait to do it again.